Hello, this is Matt, and welcome to Box of Cameras. Back so soon, I know. Uh, I want to say thank you to, uh, first off, everybody for listening. I always appreciate it. I want to also thank uh, the folks that reach out to me after the last exciting podcast, Podcasting and Driving. Um, I had a great time. I want to do that again someday. Um, hopefully sooner rather than later, but Hey, um, it was a lot of fun. It was great to get out there. I got to share a little bit about, uh, what I was doing and whatnot. So if you haven't heard that episode, you might want to go back and, and, uh, listen to it because in my opinion, it is absolutely stellar. Okay. Maybe not, but anyways, that's what's, uh, what was going on there. What's been going on since then? Well, I've been, uh, working on a project you know i generally don't do projects but this project is one of these that kind of ties into that last episode and that is trying to go through all the partial rolls of film that are in many of the cameras that i own um that's what the subject of last week's episode was um me going through and shooting and finishing up the rolls from 10 different cameras. I, I did that. I don't know how many shots I actually took, but it was quite a few. I think the fewest in one camera, I think, was three. And I know I was well over 20 in another. Um, I had a wonderful time out in southern Iowa through many of the small towns and mostly rural areas. Driving around talking about the cameras I was using and whatnot. So anyways... Uh, That's sort of been a continuing theme for me. I tried to do it again this past weekend. Not quite as much success because, you know, when you're going to do something like that, or really I think anything in, you know, photography in general, you're trying to, you're trying to, you know, focus on, on the task at hand. You know, capturing a photograph using the equipment that you have. And whether the objective is to capture many photographs with many different cameras or one photograph with one specific camera, you really have to focus on what you're doing. And consequently, you really should allot time for the activity. And that's really been my my hang up here the last um, several months is just getting the time to pursue the activity. So I've kind of made some arrangements to spend a little bit more time when needed and um, that's sort of where we're heading here in the future so anyways I gathered up another 10 plus cameras with the intent that I would shoot as many finish up as many rolls of film as I possibly could now these are 10 cameras completely different from the 10 that I used the previous week that ought to tell you what kind of problem I have in many different meanings of that term. So uh, this was almost all SLRs. I didn't have the opportunity to travel to get out of town. So I was shooting most of these just in my backyard, um, just essentially documenting different things that I'm doing. I've been making a lot of changes in the landscape. So I'm kind of happy to take pictures of it. Didn't have quite as much success in getting through 10 cameras as I did the previous weekend. I think I I finished up, um, I think, four. 
if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, four cameras that I was able to get through. And then also in looking at the cameras now that have film in them, I was like, well, you know what? This is one that's actually I just loaded not too long ago. I'm going to use this when I go on vacation and whatnot. Um, so that's pretty much been been where I'm at right now. Still going to continue trying to, to work through some of these. I found some other cameras. I'll talk about those in a future uh, episode. But, um, you know, I guess I'm one of those guys. I, I load up a camera, I use it up, and then load it up again, and then I use a little bit. And then next thing you know, it's been sitting on the shelf for six months, and I can't remember what's on it. Half the time, I can't remember what film is in it. So I kind of have tried to break myself of this habit. So one of the things I do is I, I take a piece of colored electrical tape and I write the film, the camera, and everything that I'm using, lens, whatever, on that piece of colored electrical tape and I'll tape it to the camera somewhere. Um, I also am writing on the film canister itself what camera I'm putting it into. And if there's a lens, a special lens or something like that, then I'm using it. So then basically I've got that way to sort of let myself know what I'm doing, what I've got in the camera and whatnot. So that's, uh, that's sort of my project here. Um, I still got a lot of cameras to go. I don't know. I really don't have a problem. I just like cameras. Anyways, um, I'm going to take a quick break here and I'm going to talk about my newest camera. Okay, so my newest camera is the Pinbox camera from uh, the Robert Ham Camera Company. And it was a Kickstarter uh, that he had out. He also is doing a, 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 a regular box camera. Um, and so this was a, a quick uh, pinhole thing uh, that, that he had started. And... Um, I supported it on Kickstarter and, you know, it funded pretty quickly. And lo and behold, not too long later, I got my Pinbox camera in the mail. I think I got it about a week and a half, two weeks ago. And uh, now it's a camera that you have to construct. You have to build. Now he gives you all the parts and all the pieces. Um, and it is made out of cardboard. So you've got to, you know, have some amount of dexterity to fold and uh, glue and things like that, those crafty things that you learn when you're young. Um, so, you know, it was, it was, it was just a, something to put together. So I finally got some time here last evening. And my, my elaborate plan was I was going to podcast and construct the camera at the same time. So to give you a running commentary. It sounds great in theory. You know, for a podcast, it's a little bit different instead of reviewing gear or instead of talking about, you know, theory or anything like that. I'm going to actually construct this. Hey, yeah, let's go. Let's get this thing going. So, you know, I record on Anchor, meaning I'm using my iPhone. I, I record on my headphones. So that's why you hear a little scratching every now and again. It's the microphone hitting my beard. Okay. Um, so I sat down and I started. And I think one of the first things I did was super glued a needle to my thumb. And so that was eye-opening and it immediately led me to say, no, Kate, no, 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 Matt, we are not going to do a podcast of this because the first thing you're going to do 
or I should say, the second thing you're going to do is super glue your phone to your finger, or better yet, the, uh, the headset right to your finger and thumb. Um, so I decided, let's just back off on that, and let's just put this darn thing together, and then we'll talk about it afterwards. So, you know, it's, uh, it's uh, probably best for all involved. So, the uh, camera itself comes in a big cardboard, heavy cardboard envelope, and inside there's another envelope and a couple pieces of uh, paper, kind of tell you what you bought, tells you, you know, where um, where his his website is and some of the things that you're going to need and whatnot. You know, things like glue and, and these types of things. So, you know, I, you know, I'm, I had some of the stuff that was requested and the rest I'm like, well, I can make do with what I've got. Um, he has a, a YouTube video that walks you through constructing the camera. And I would tell you, just go with that. In that video, he says that you're going to need some instant bond super glue, um, some white school glue, some two-sided tape, um, and I would I would urge you to use all that stuff. I did not go with the two-sided tape. I don't think it hurt me in my construction at all. Um, it just made my time of waiting just a little bit longer. I used white glue to glue the, the pieces down that requested that he suggests using two-sided tape with. Um, again, I don't think it made any difference in the overall part of the camera it's just that you know glue has to dry and it takes time and you gotta wait so that's that's what I did um, overall it took me about an hour to put it together um, now part of the reason for that is is because of me waiting for glue to dry I'm kinda of particular about anything that I make and making sure that it, it the fit is exactly right um, I'm always thinking of ways to do things that may be a little bit different and then, of course, me being me, I'm always going to screw something up. And, of course, I did that, you know. And I'm talking screwed up beyond gluing the needle to my thumb. So, anyways. Um, the, the camera and the video, I mean, I think he suggests it takes about a half hour, 45 minutes. It took me a little bit longer. But, like I said, I was, I was letting everything dry as much as I possibly could before proceeding. And sometimes I'd have to watch that video over and over again just to make sure because you know, at some parts he goes really fast because he's done it many times and for me it's like whoa what did he fold here what did he fold there what was that okay yeah yeah yeah. so i'd have to go back and replay it a few times um but all in all i thought that the video gave some very good instruction um all the way through to the end then at the end you're kind of on your own for the winding knobs there there's nothing covered in there but they're pretty straightforward. You know, there's, you actually have to glue together some parts to make the actual winding knobs and have the, the twist on them, the top ones. And he doesn't cover that in the video. But seriously, if you can't figure that out, you know, I'm surprised you made it as far through it as you did. Um, so anyways, I thought it was great. Now, the one thing I really wish I would have done was taken him up on the offer when you got ready to have your Kickstarter shipped out. To order some extra pinholes. Man, I wish I would have done that. Because after I put this together, I'm like, 
okay, now I could have I could have done this on this other camera. If I could have got a, one with a different uh, sized uh, pinhole, I could have converted this camera that I've got sitting here. I've always wanted to do something with this box camera. And yeah, being an erstwhile woodworker, I'm like, you know, I could literally just make this out of some of the wood scraps I've got out in my garage. So that's my thing. I'm going to keep my eye open. He says he'll be selling them and and boy, I'm going to I'm going to buy some as soon as I possibly can. Um, now then. So here's where I'm at in this project. Um, I'm still in the construction phase. So what happened was while I was um, constructing that, like I said, I make mistakes. That's me. While I was constructing. Um, you know, I got to the very end. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to rubber band all this stuff in here tight. So as this glue dries, it's going to give me a good firm, snug fit all the way around. So let it set. Got home from work and went to pick it up. And lo and behold, I glued the top and the bottom plates onto the camera, meaning that there was no way in hell that you could load any film to it. So obviously I had a little bit of glue leak somewhere. So, um... I had to do a little mm, deconstruction, pulling things apart, and a couple things ripped. Not a not a big deal. Um, so then, one of the things that he suggests is to glue the bottom plate onto the camera. You know, there's no real need to ever take it off, just the way it's constructed. So that's what I did. I took the top part that I ripped the top plate and I put that on the bottom and it's gluing it's glued and it's on right now I've I being me like I said woodworker ever on occasion I have plenty of clamps so I've got it clamped all together here this cardboard which literally you can hold together with your hands and let it set I've got clamps on because yeah I'm that guy so uh there there was that and then the other issue I had was when I was super gluing the camera obscura all together um, I put super glue on one of the bottom parts that that you would put a film spool on. So I couldn't put a film spool in there initially. I had to let that dry. So it's now dried. So bottom line is I'm just about done with construction. I think here, I think I'm going to let this sit for probably overnight. I'm going to load it up with film tomorrow and see what I can do about using it. Of course, it's supposed to rain tomorrow, which means... I don't know if I'm going to get a chance to get my cardboard camera out in the rain. Anyways, um, let's do one more thing here, and then we'll talk about uh, pinhole in general. Okay, let's talk about pinhole. Um, a lot of people, I mean, we talk about it. Those of us who are familiar um, shoot, uh, know, know, know what the the process is and, and the, the theory and whatnot. But if you don't, I mean, essentially a pinhole is a camera that does not have a lens that uses a, a very small hole, smaller than the a pin could make in most cases. And it uses that to uh, capture the image onto your film, or you may use photographic paper. There's a lot of different ways to, to capture and the image itself. Really one of the oldest photography techniques, camera obscura, where they would, you know, have a picture put up on a wall 
inside of a, a darkened room and an artist would actually go and draw the image as it, as it uh, appeared on the, the paper against the wall. So you can have giant pinhole cameras the size of you know, trailers and vans, or you can have small ones that are the size of matchboxes, even smaller. You, you can even take the film itself and put it in your mouth and open it up and take a picture that way. Um, there's many different ways that people use pinhole cameras. It is, quite frankly, a whole uh, subculture of photography. Um, there's a, a wonderful podcast, the Lensless Podcast. I'm sure if you're listening to mine, you probably listen to theirs as well. Um, I highly recommend it. Um, these guys really you know, have the bug for pinhole and do a wonderful job of explaining it, getting good guests on, and um, using good descriptions and giving a lot of great advice on, on what to do and how to improve your pinhole photography. Um, so by all means, tune into the Lensless Podcast. It's well worth the time spent listening to podcasts. Um, you know, what, what I plan to do is just to sort of, this is just another way to dabble in it. Um, I, I would really like to have a nicer, more solid pinhole camera, one that I can put onto a tripod and do some work with it that way. Um, I'm kind of there. I've got an old Lomography Diana that, you know, if you take the lens off that, it does have a pinhole aperture. I've had mixed success with that. Um, I also have, this is another Kickstarter thing. Um, it's put out by Thingify. T-H-I-N-G-Y-F-Y. And it's a pinhole uh, lens. Technically, though, I mean, and, and you basically take it and you, you hook it up to your regular SLR camera. Um, so it really goes on and off just like a lens. Um, really, the this thing shines more on, on digital photography. I've done some with the, the, the film. And it's, it's again, kind of iffy, very mixed results. I, it, again, that probably means that it's a... It's definitely defined by the user's ability, but I'm certainly not about to say that that's not a worthy product. I think it's more about me finding the, the right combination to use it as. Anyways, that's, that's my experience really with, with Pinhole. Um, I'm hoping this sort of leads me down a different path of either constructing a camera, converting a camera, or finding a, an idea of one that I would really like to, to use. Anyways, I think that's all I'm going to have for today. I want to thank everybody for listening. Um, you know, I appreciate the messages. You can always on the Anchor app, leave me a message and I'd be happy to listen to it, reply to it. Um, you can find me primarily on Instagram, box of cameras, um, box underscore of underscore cameras on Instagram. There's also a hashtag out there that you can reach me that way. Um, somewhat active over on the negative positives Facebook site. I don't have a Facebook for this podcast, mainly because I have a love-hate relationship with Facebook, and the last thing I want to do is create something that's going to make me spend even more time there. That's why I'm not there. 
Um, also got a Twitter feed, Box of Cameras, which pretty much is only used to let people know that I've done a new podcast. Um, anyways, that's where I'm at on, on all the social medias. Reach out to me if you got a question. Shoot me an email at uh, mattmelcher at msn.com. That's probably the best way. Or just reach out through Instagram at Box of Cameras. I'll be happy to chat you up. Everybody, have yourselves a wonderful week. Uh, looks like where I'm at in the Northern Hemisphere, summer's quickly coming to an end and fall is here. Um, my Southern Hemisphere correspondent, Stephen Ray, well, I'm, a, I'm guessing it's the exact opposite down there. Uh, summer is coming for him. Anyways, um, he, we had a great time. We met up a few weeks back um, and he's been just active as heck everywhere else. So anyways... I want to say thanks to him. I want to say thanks again to everybody else. Have yourselves a wonderful week. Bye now.